0: You are listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you've enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. Well, this morning, uh, we start a just a short three-week series. Today will be my shorter sermon uh, the gifts of Christmas. And I believe one of the things that makes Christmas so spectacular is the giving and receiving of gifts. Now, if you're a young child and are some of you teenagers, you probably like receiving more than giving. We've all been down that road, amen? But giving in the receiving of gifts. Now, we know that the greatest gift that was ever given was Jesus. Amen? The Son of God. There's one great gift that God gave on that very first Christmas when he sent his son. But in receiving Jesus, we receive multiple gifts in him. We have a hope. We have a home. We have a healer. And we have a helper. And today we're going to talk about a helper. If you would, you can open your Bibles to Psalm chapter 122. We'll be looking at the first two verses there in just a moment. All of us need to be reminded we have a helper in the Lord Jesus. Do you believe that? I see every day where Christians allow themselves to be overwhelmed by problems, by stresses, by difficulties, because so many forget three great truths about God. Now, what are those three great truths? God is a big God. Number one, do you believe that? Number two, He cares about you. And number three, He wants to help you. We have in the Lord a helper who can help, who wants to help, who's available who has the power, who has the resources, and the strength to help us. The psalmist wrote this in verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills from where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord. The psalmist is downcast. He is discouraged. And the psalmist begins with his head downward. But the psalmist says, when I'm downcast and discouraged, I look up to the mountains. Because the mountains in the, their vastness reminds me of the creator. It reminds me of the one who made the mountains. The one who made the mountains is the one that can help me. Where does my help come from? It comes from the one who made the mountains, who made the oceans, the creator of this universe. John chapter 1 tells us the creative agent that created the heavens and the earth is the Lord Jesus himself. So in that first Christmas, not only do we receive our suffering substitute, our savior, but we received a helper that wants to help us. Now this morning, I want to lay out Two simple but profound truths about our helper. Number one, the helper can make something from nothing. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So the Bible teaches multiple times and multiple places That when God created the heavens and the earth, when he flung out the stars and the moon and the sun, and when he picked up the mountains and scooped out the oceans, that God created everything from absolutely nothing. The Bible says that we are created in his image. Only God can create and make something from nothing. But you may say, "Ah, Al, what's the big deal about this? Why is it so important? Listen carefully. It is important because there are some of you who are here this morning. There are some of you who are watching online. And if you're honest, you may say that in my relationships, whether it's in my family, whether it's in my marriage, whether it's in my friendships, you feel there is zero love. The pain has pushed out the love. There's no love. Let me give you some good news. There is a creator. There is a helper who can create and make love where there is no love. We have a God that can place love in your life and in your relationships. Love where there is no love. He can create something from nothing. God can create love. There are some here this morning without peace. Because life, with all of its stresses, all of its anxieties, has pushed peace out of your life. You come in here this morning, and you have no peace. You would say, Al, my life is in pieces, not peace. The good news is that God, the creator of the universe, your helper, can create in you peace where there is no peace. Some of you have experienced stresses and problems, and anxieties, and difficulties that have pushed joy out of your life. You have no joy. You're just kind of walking through life, just kind of like going through the motions. But you know what? There's a helper that can help you. There's a helper that can create joy in your life. Now, you may say, I don't see any hope. Well, there's just no hope in my situation. Friend, the helper can create hope where there is no hope. So you need to mark it down big, bold, and plain that the helper can make something from nothing. The helper not only can make something from nothing, but truth number two, the helper can make a way where there seems to be no way. Seriously, the helper can make a way where there is no way. We just read a moment in Psalm one twenty. But look at this, fast forward a few chapters, and let's read Psalm 124, verses 1 through 8. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The psalmist is saying, I was trapped. There was no way out. But God broke that trap, and God set me free because we have a helper who can make a way when there seems to be no way. Now, there may be some of you who feel you're in a trap. You have been ensnared. There seems to be no way, maybe financially. Again, I have great news for you. There is a God, there is a creator, there is a redeemer, there is a savior, there is a helper who can make a way where there seems to be no way this morning. It may be that the trap in your life is an addiction. Now, I don't know what your addiction is. It could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be screen time. It could be the internet. Whatever it may be, I don't know, but you do. Friend, listen. There is a helper who can help you get out of that trap and set you free. There is a helper, whether you need a mountain moved in your life or not, that can help that mountain be moved. There is a way that needs to be provided that seems to be no way. There is nothing in my life where there needs to be something. You see, I want the helper. I want to call out to the helper. You say, how can the helper help me? Well, you have to partner with the helper. You have to work with the helper. Now, there's a process that you have to be a part of in order to experience the help. Now, I kind of call it the three-step process. And the the first is this. You need to pray, and you need to ask the helper to make a way. Pray for the helper to make a way. Now, I know that sounds very simple, but it's important. It's crucial. I mean, you need to know that, and you need to ask him to make a way. And what I'm simply saying is, stop trying to do it on your own. How many of you have tried that? How's that working for you? Stop trying to make a way in your own power. Stop trying to move the mountain in your own strength, but pray and ask the helper to move it. So many Christians today are what I call practical atheists. They believe that there is a God. They just live their life like they don't believe there's a God. And there are some of you who are trying to force it. You're trying to make a way. You're trying to make your way out of the trap. You're trying to create something out of nothing. And you can't do it on your own power. You can't just do it in your own strength. You cannot do it that way. Why don't you just pray and ask the helper, the maker of the mountains, the one that can move the mountain. Don't ever forget that. And he's waiting. That's the thing. God's never moved. He's always waiting. He's waiting. But are you asking? In fact, I just want to issue this morning a prayer challenge. This is what I want to do. I want to challenge you to write down something today, a very simple way maybe. Very simple prayer, articulating that way that needs to be made in your life, that mountain that needs to be moved, that trap in which you need to be set free. Just write that prayer down. And this is what I want to challenge you to do between now and the end of the year. Every day, twice a day, for five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening, I want you to pray that prayer. Call out to the helper. Call out to the way maker and ask him to make a way. Pray five minutes in the morning. Pray five minutes at night and do that every day, twice a day. And you know what you're going to see? You're going to see the maker and the creator of the heavens and earth move, er, listen, heaven and earth to make a way for you. Now, that's pretty good stuff, isn't it? But you have to pray, you have to ask, and then, listen. You have to perceive that the helper is making a way. Perceive that he is, in fact, making a way even if you can't see it. You hear this morning, you say, Pastor, I can't see it. Well, we don't supposed to walk by sight, right? We walk by faith. Isaiah 43 says, remember, not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? The Lord is saying, listen, you need to put the past in the past. And you need to open up your eyes and see that I'm doing something fresh and new in your life. And maybe you say, Pastor, no, I just don't see it. The Lord says you need to trust me. Perception, perceiving just simply means trusting. That he is at work even when we can't see it. Trust him. Listen. Here's what you and I need to do. We need to pray. Lord, there is no love. I need you to create love where there is no love. Lord, there is no peace. I need you to create peace where there is no peace. Lord, there is no joy. I need you to create joy where there is no joy. Lord, I don't see a way. I need you to create a way where there seems to be no way. In fact, Lord, I am trusting, I am so believing that I want to go ahead and thank you because I know you're at work and doing it. Now, listen to this. I love that passage where he says, the past is the past. Behold, I am doing something new. Now, truth be known, there's probably... Not one of us here this morning that isn't ready to put 2021 behind us and look forward to 2022. And we're going to continue in the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about how we have a hope in the Lord and how the Lord gives us a home, an eternal home. You see, God wants to set you free from the things that have taken you captive. God wants to do something fresh and new in your life and in your marriage and in your home and in your friendships, in your business, in your family. And I'm absolutely convinced that God wants to do something new and fresh in this church and in this nation and in your life. But we need to pray, we need to perceive, and lastly, we need to prepare For the helper to make a way. Now how do we prepare? Well I believe there are two ways. Scripturally that we prepare that God is making a way. The first is very simple. It's obedience. Obedience prepares the way. Listen carefully to this statement. I've said it many times. Obedience brings blessings. Obedience paves the way. Obedience prepares the way. Again, obedience always brings blessings. Listen, maybe you're in a financial debt. Listen, God says be obedient in your generosity. Be obedient to God in your giving. And guess what God will do? God will bless. God will make a way. But do you know what God requires? God requires you to be obedient. You may say, Pastor, every single day, my issue, my problem is time management. It just seems like I have no time, especially right here at Christmas, right? I would say to you, be obedient to God in regard to time, and guess what God will give you? He will give you the time. Begin your day with Scripture, in prayer, in praise, and guess what God will do? He'll make and give you time. But the key is obedience. Now, my question to you today is in what area of your life do you need to be obedient? Because if obedience brings blessing and obedience prepares or paves the way, and if obedience prepares the way, ask yourself, in what area do I need to be obedient? And just as obedience prepares the way, number two, I believe praise paves the way. Praise. Pastor, you mean I'm to praise God even when I'm stuck in a dead end, even when I'm not sure what's going to happen, even when I don't know if there's a way that I need to praise Him anyway? Absolutely. Look at this. When you praise God after a miracle, That's called gratitude. That's what we talked about last week, two weeks ago. But when you praise God before a miracle, that's called faith. Can you do that? Have you done that? The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what we need to do is choose even when we can't see there's a way, even when we, listen, know he's at work, but we can't see it. I'm going to still choose to praise his name because I know that he said it in his word and I know he is going to provide a way to let me know that he is the mountain mover. So I am by faith going to praise him for what he's doing. Now I want us to do something this very day. I want us to praise him. You may say, Pastor, I am so discouraged. I'm like the psalmist. I'm downcast. I have my eyes down to the ground. You have your heart down. You're discouraged and downcast. Lift up your eyes to the mountain. And see the one who made the mountain. See the one who is bigger than the mountain themselves. You see, so often we have small God syndrome. We say Our God is so small and our problems are so big, if we're honest. Listen, don't tell God how big your problem is. Tell your problems how big your God is. Amen? Look to the mountains. Look at the, I mean, just the immenseness of the mountains. How big they are. People, we serve a big God. And he cares about you. And he wants to help you. But you need to be obedient. You need to ask. You need to pray. You need to expect. And you need to praise. Because praise prepares the way. Now our invitation is going to be a little different today. I'm going to ask our worship team to just to come on right now. All of y'all If you just come on up this way. Praise is such a huge Huge deal Mm. listen I'm going to ask a worship team to lead us out and we're all going to sing together that great song Waymaker we're going to sing it all the way through why don't you just go ahead and stand with me right now go ahead and stand with me and before I pray I want you to listen maybe you can't see the mountain moving you can't see where god is at work you can't see the way that he's making but hear this he is the way maker he is the promise keeper where there is no way he can make a way where there is no love he can create Where there is no joy, He can create joy. Where there is no peace, He can create peace. You need strength, He'll create it and put it in your life. Whatever you need, you pray, you ask Him, you trust Him, you believe Him, and you praise Him. Let's pray together. Father, this morning, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. You are the God of the universe. Lord Jesus Thank you so much for just leaving heaven and coming to this earth to suffer and to bleed, to die for us. Long before we ever thought of you, you thought of us. And we're so grateful today. Lord, Christmas isn't just about the birth of our Savior, but what good is a Savior if he didn't conquer death and conquer the grave? Our Savior is a resurrected Savior. Our Lord is a resurrected Lord. And just as you conquered death and just as you moved that stone, we need you to move mountains today. Father, there are people here today who are having to make life and death decisions on loved ones, even in this church this morning that I have already spoken to. Lord, there are people in here today that need help with their finances. They need help with their own health. Lord, they need, they just need a helper. We need you to provide. We need you to make a way where there is no way. We need you to create joy where there is no joy. To give love where there is no love. There's some people here today, Lord, who is in captivity and in trap. And God, I pray today as we open up this altar that, Lord, people would come and share with you their heart. That, God, they would just pour out their soul to you and ask you to help them and believe it. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you are encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you would like to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org forward slash central hub.